The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Bowl & Branch. Getting a great night's sleep is easier and more affordable than you think. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. Promo code BIGIDEA. Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, April 26th. In today's news, President Trump's nominee to lead the VA withdraws. The head of the EPA is blaming staff for his own ethical transgressions. And the Supreme Court sounds like it will uphold Trump's travel ban. But first, the big idea. Michael Cohen will take the fifth. Trump has said innocent people don't do that. Neither the president nor his lawyer wants to talk under oath. Michael Cohen, Trump's longtime attorney, fixer, and consigliere, told a federal judge in California last night that he will invoke the Fifth Amendment and use his right not to incriminate himself in a civil case brought by adult entertainer Stormy Daniels. He made the declaration as part of a request to pause her lawsuit, citing the ongoing criminal investigation into him by the FBI in New York. Separately, Rudy Giuliani, who joined Trump's legal team last week, met with special counsel Bob Mueller to reopen negotiations about a presidential interview. But the former New York mayor, who has known Mueller for decades, conveyed the ongoing resistance of Trump and his advisors to an interview with investigators, though he said he's not ruling out the possibility. One person briefed on the discussions described the session as relaxed and an opportunity for both sides to feel each other out. But One close advisor stressed afterwards that Trump remains, quote, extremely opposed to granting Mueller an interview. This sets up a potential high-stakes legal battle between the White House and the special counsel, who could ultimately seek to subpoena the president. Trump soured on meeting with Mueller as soon as he learned earlier this month that Cohen was under criminal investigation and that his office and home were raided. In letters to the court filed Wednesday, lawyers for Cohen and Trump said they were prepared to put significant resources into reviewing the documents that were seized to make sure that nothing that should be protected by attorney-client privilege gets obtained by prosecutors. The president's offering to personally review the materials himself that were seized from his lawyer's office. All of these developments can be viewed together against the backdrop of Trump's past criticism of people who are unwilling to freely answer questions and fully cooperate with investigators. In 2014, Trump tweeted at Bill Cosby and wrote, quote, If you are innocent, do not remain silent. You look guilty as hell. In 2016, during a campaign rally in Iowa, Trump attacked Hillary Clinton when a former State Department employee who had helped her set up her homebrew email server asserted the fifth. Here's what he said at the rally. You see, the mob takes the fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? To be sure, the president's views of the Fifth Amendment are situational. In 1990, Trump himself took the fifth 97 times to avoid answering questions about his adultery and infidelity during a divorce deposition. And back when he was a liberal, Trump said on CNN that Bill Clinton should have taken the fifth to avoid answering any questions from special prosecutor Ken Starr about Monica Lewinsky. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar this morning. Number one, Ronnie Jackson, Trump's embattled nominee to lead the Department of Veterans Affairs, withdrew from consideration amid mushrooming allegations of professional misconduct 
that raised questions about the White House vetting process. Jackson, the White House physician, said in a defiant statement that the allegations against him are completely false and fabricated. Jackson's nomination had become imperiled even before Democrats on Capitol Hill released new allegations yesterday. The claims include that Jackson wrecked a government vehicle after getting drunk at a Secret Service going away party. The allegations were contained in a two-page document that was described by the Democratic staff of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee as a summary of interviews that have been conducted with 23 of Jackson's current and former colleagues. The document also described Jackson's pattern of handing out medications with no patient history, writing prescriptions for himself, and contributing to a hostile work environment with, quote, a constant fear of reprisal. During an interview on Fox News just minutes after Jackson's withdrawal, Trump said he had another candidate to lead the VA in mind, but he wouldn't provide a name. He noted, however, that this person has more political experience than Jackson. White House officials, meanwhile, say Jackson will remain in his current post, despite the allegations about serious workplace misconduct. Number two, White House officials have begun intensifying efforts to document wasteful spending by Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Scott Pruitt. Office of Management and Budget Director Mick Mulvaney has expanded an inquiry into Pruitt's soundproof office booth, which cost taxpayers 43000 bucks. And the White House Counsel's Office is examining allegations of other unethical behavior, including that decision by Pruitt to rent a Capitol Hill condo room from a lobbyist for just 50 bucks a night. Pruitt has lost the backing of many senior aides, including White House Chief of Staff John Kelly. The administrator is now convinced that the White House is leaking damaging information to undermine him and that senior people are out to get him. The controversies have prompted at least one change among Pruitt's senior staff. The head of his protective detail, the guy who signed off on that dubious document saying Pruitt needed to fly first class for security reasons, is now on his way out the door. An internal EPA document with talking points that Pruitt plans to use when he testifies before the House today says that he's going to blame staff for the bad decisions that were made on his watch. Number three, the conservative majority of justices on the Supreme Court appeared to back Trump's authority to ban travelers from certain majority Muslim countries if he thinks it's necessary to protect the country. Lower courts have blocked each of the three iterations of the president's travel ban proclamation. The high court is considering the latest version, which was issued last fall, and barred travelers from eight countries, six of which have Muslim-majority populations. Chief Justice John Roberts was the most active in advancing the notion that the president is privy to national security information that he says courts are ill-prepared to second-guess. Justice Anthony Kennedy, who tends to occupy a pivotal position in the middle, seemed quite supportive of the president's authority to impose the ban. The court will probably issue its decision in June, right before its term ends. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, April 26th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.